We like to say good morning to everyone. We like to say good morning to our online community. <clears throat> we are thankful and grateful for your listening ears. We're thankful and grateful for our church family, our local church family, and we're thankful and grateful for the body of Christ. Amen. We're living in a time where <clears throat> there is uncertainty, but yet we know that with God all things are possible. Amen. And as long as we're under the refuge of God, as long as we're under uh, the wings of the Father, we're going to be all right. Amen. Regardless of what's going on. Uh, this morning, we, what we want to do, we're going to take us to the book of St. Luke. To the book of St. Luke. <clears throat> Very familiar scripture. And I said to the Lord, and I said, now, Lord, are you sure? Now, who am I to ask God, is he sure? <laughs> But I did. I really did. He had been dropping so much stuff. <clears throat> so when we finally got here, he didn't move from this place. And so I said, okay, God, we, we, we're going to do what you say do. And we're excited. And um, move your mind from the norm that we, uh, when we hear this particular text, because oftentimes we've already drawn our conclusion. But we're going to begin to look at St. Luke chapter number 15, St. Luke chapter number 15. <clears throat> Our text this morning and that thought for us to remember will be the return home, the return home from the book of St. Luke chapter number 15. I want to make sure we look at all the details and make sure we uh, follow very closely because uh, this is a word that also relates to now as well as uh, to the body of Christ because many of the body of Christ has uh, backslid, so to speak, if that's the word I can say. Now, we've backslidden from God. And God is calling for the body to return home. Not only the body, but our nation as well. We need to return home to God. We need to return home. Now, we're going to look at verse, start looking at verse number one, verse number 11, excuse me. Verse number 11 in St. Luke chapter number 15. Now, verse number 11 says, And he said, A certain man had two sons. Now, it identifies the fact he's talking about sons, sons of builders. We are called the sons of God. He's not talking to the world, but he is talking to the body of Christ because he, he talks about it. He had two sons, and that word son there means they are builders. They are builders of the family name of God. They are no longer slaves. Somehow or another, we have gotten this understanding concept that we are slaves. But the Bible says, you know, when we are friends of God, that we, uh, we're not slaves, that because it says a slave does not know what a master does. But we are sons of God. And, and, and that is very, very powerful. He's speaking to the sons, to the builders of the family, of the family name of God. This is, his, this is the illustration he's giving. And he talks about, in verse number 12, he says, And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion 
of goods that falleth to me. And he divided unto them his living. First of all, we notice in, in this verse number 12 that, that, that the younger is impatient. Sometimes the sons of God, we become impatient. He was so impatient, he had this now mentality. Most people can't wait on God. We have this now mentality. We want it right now. We want the microwave. We want the McDonald's. Most people don't even cook anymore. They go straight to McDonald's to get it right now, uh, instantly. But God doesn't work that way. And, 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 and what's interesting about the one that's younger, not so much younger in age, but we can be younger in the sense of being immature. Because, see, uh, in the book of uh, Galatians, it, it talks about as long as you are a child, you can't receive the inheritance uh, uh, that God has. Only when you become a son that you are able to receive the inheritance that God has in store for his people. But because we are still in such a childlike mentality, we miss out on a lot of things that God has in store for us. So when you look at verse number 12, he's, he begins to ask the father. Now, the father is the source. He's asking the father to give him the portion of goods that falleth to him. Hmm. It's interesting, the fact that he wants just a portion. And then with that portion, he wants to take off with that portion. Not understanding that if he remains in the father's house, who is the source, he has access to it all. But he has chosen to get just a portion. Now, who in their right mind would not want a whole pie and just want a piece? And, and that's where it is now with the body of Christ. They want their portion, but they, they're willing to leave the Father's house. They're willing to leave the source that gives them the access to everything that they need just for a few crumbs. And that's what it is. It's just a few crumbs. Now, we have to understand. Now, he says, I want my portion that falls to me. All right? The Bible says, they want have, you know, one thing about God, God will give you your permissive will. <laughs> you know, there's a perfect will and there's a permissive will. We do not want the perfect will of God because it requires something. <laughs> we want the, uh, uh, per, our permissive will and God will give us just what we ask. He will, God will do that. And then we will discover that some things that that's not what we really want once we uh, find ourselves in the wrong place. I won't try to stay with my text, okay? Now, he says in verse number 13, now, it says, And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together, and he took his journey into a far country, and there he wasted his substance with riotous living. After he received his portion, that little bit, that piece of, it said not, not many days after. See, what, what was happening, he already had it in his mind what he wanted to do. 
But he didn't have the, the, the resources to do what he wanted to do because of what he wanted to do. That was something that he needed. And so he wanted to take from the father's house and go out and, and party. They, it's just like young people. For whatever reason, they think they are missing something until after, <laughs> until after they leave the father's house. See, they don't know anything about paying the bills or, or making a, 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 a car note or uh, uh, having to purchase your own food. Everything had been put. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Everything has been provided. See, it's just like with the parents and the children. With the parent and God being our parent as well, God, the parent provides everything for their children. And once the children think they know better, then what they do is they decide they want to go and they want to have a good time, they think. It is the same way when it comes in the spirit realm, when it comes down to, to, to God. God is our parent and we are the children. But there comes a time in life when we think that we know better than God. And so that's when God gives us our permissive will. And we will, have anybody, God has blessed you and you wasted what he gave you? Yeah, you know, thank you, thank you, sir. We got some honesty in the house. Amen. Yeah, it's, it's good to be honest. Amen. Because we, the Holy Spirit already knows that we are wasteful people. We are wasteful people. And see, God will bless us, and then we begin to look to somebody else to pay our bills after God has already blessed us. If you have been there or have know somebody that's been there, they waste theirs and they come for yours. All right? See, we waste the things that God gives us. But, but God is such a loving and a kind God, he will always make provision, no matter how that word came in my mind, and I don't even like to say it, how stupid we may be. Because we do that, amen. I've, I've done it. I, I, I've done it. I've done it. Okay, I've done it. He, he, he. In verse thirteen, he after he is not long, not long after he gets what he wants. The Bible says he he takes a journey. He takes a journey called life, and then he says he go into a far country. Now that far country represents the system. That forced country represents the system. You see, once the system gets you on the system, it governs how much you can make. It governs how much you can have. It governs what you can do. See, you got to be very careful when you tie yourself to the system. I mean, it, if you think about it now, uh, uh, when you go into that workplace, they have already decided how much they're going to pay you. Amen. They, they, they will tell you one thing. Oh, you, you'll get this after a certain amount of time. But then what happens, you have labored. I, I remember when, when this thing called temp services first came into play. I, when I was working, they began to, to bring these people in. They were doing the same job I was doing, making $28 an hour, and they was paying them 15 we're talking about the system. See, the, the system governs what you can have. And see, that's not how God operates. That's not how God's children are. So you've got to be careful now. What he had done was he had connected himself to the system where they, they totally rely. Never put your trust in the system. Never put your trust in man. Always put your trust 
In who? In God. Amen. And let me give you another example, and I'm going to continue. How God, how God will bless you. How God will bless us. Amen. This, this week, I had, I had someone to come and knock on my door. And I saw the people through, through my, my screen there uh, when it came down to being able to, my cameras to being able to see on the outside. And I'm like, I don't usually answer my door for you. I just don't open up my door. I, that's something I don't do. If I don't know you, you don't get in. Amen. That, that, that's how I am. So the lady came in, and I looked out, and I said, well, she's got some children, so she can't be that bad. She's got little children. And lo and behold, I, she knocked the first time. She started to walk away, and I said, well, they're gone. Then, then she came back, and she knocked again. I said, well, I guess I better open the door and see what it is. That little thing sitting over there, that Hammond organ, she knocked on the door. And the first thing she said, which we're trying to find somebody to donate this organ to. Didn't cost us not one penny. To donate it to, would you like to have it? And I said, yes, ma'am. Immediately, I said, yes, ma'am. Her husband said, I've got a picture. Do you want to see it? I said, I don't have to see no picture. Because, see, if God sent it, I don't have to worry about it. Amen. And God did that. I mean, I'm like, it blew my mind. So finally, when I talked to Dr. Mann about Dr. Mann, I said, well, I don't know, Brenda. I don't know. I said, well, we can see. I said, well, yeah, we're going to get it. He said, Brenda, I, I don't know. We'll see. So finally, he comes around, and he said, okay, we'll get it. And we go over there, and we, and we, uh, we, we pick it up. And Minister Tom said something on Saturday when we were over here practicing. And he began to tell me the cost of that. And and when he when he said it's a possibility that might cost you two thousand dollars is a possibility, or it may cost you more. And and I'm like, God will provide that for us. Those people do not know us; they just know me. But but because of who we represent, our God and House of Destiny, we represent our God. She wanted that she could have gone to anybody. She could have she could have gone to anyone to give it. But she chose this house. God put it on her heart to bless this house. Let's give God a hand clap of praise. Amen. Amen. I just praise the Lord. See, God will, when we stay under the umbrella of God, God will bless his people. We don't have to go searching. We don't have to. This was totally unexpected. Totally unexpected. You know, of course, when somebody gives you something, you wonder whether or not, you know, it's in a count or not. Well, y'all heard it this morning, didn't you? Amen. God don't bless us with no junk. No, God does not bless us with no junk. And I, I, I praise God. So, so we don't have to worry about getting ourselves connected to the system because God will provide everything we need. So in this text, he connects himself now. He goes to his far country, which represents the system. And then he says, there he wasted his substance with riotous living. He went partying. I mean, he just, everything he saw that he, his eyes could see, that's what he wanted. But then God takes me to a place, and I got kind of stunned. I was like, okay, God, because I was looking at the word wasted. And I'm like, okay, God, why are you taking me to this place here? Because, see, 
what was happening in the text, uh, he no longer wanted the care of the father. He was totally dissatisfied. Please, ma'am and please, sir, do not get dissatisfied with God. God is our source. If he can bring that to us, how much more all those other things that we need or desire he can bring to us. Amen. And, and that's hope. Now, let's go to the book of Amos, Amos chapter number four. Now, I, as God began to move and to speak, I said, Lord, what in the world are you talking about here? I said, what, what are you talking about? We're going to the book of Amos, Amos chapter number four, Amos chapter number four. Yeah, Amos chapter number four. And we're going to start reading in verse number six. Because you remember he's telling me he wasted it. He wasted what he had and he became in war. Now, in Amos chapter number four, looking at verse number six, it says, And I have also given you the cleanliness of teeth in all your cities and want of what? Bread in all your places. Yet have ye not returned unto me, saith the Lord. It's at a place where... there's such a want, not only for spiritual bread, but for physical bread. And I thought in my mind when when, this week, and and, and I've been thinking about it because I said, now our nation, and this is how our nation ties into this text as well, is because our nation has gotten to a point that we are just like, or we have become a third world country. And the reason why uh, uh, the Lord revealed that to me, and, and I thought about it, because, see, I used to go to third world countries. And I'm used to seeing people line up because we used to buy food to give to people in the third world countries. And they would line up to get a box of food. Or they may line up to get rice. Okay? And now we got people all over lined up to get a box of food. You think, think about where we are. Think about where our nation is. And our nation, as well as the body of Christ, as well as the world, we need to return home to God. We are like a third. When I began to call people, because when we got those boxes of food, I said, like, now, Lord, I said, I'd like to get some for the church. And so I, I had a connection, and I called, and a gentleman said, well, we, we have only what we have, and it's already been allocated. And then he said this, and and it stunned me. He said, but you can tell the people to go down to the fairground and pick up a box. If that's not like third world country, I don't know what is. Can you imagine people, the same place where you go for enjoyment at the fairground, that you're now going there in line to get food? We need to return home to God. We've got to return home to the Father. Many churches are distributing food everywhere, everywhere. People are lined up to get food. I'm like, man, my God. The key thing in in, in verse 8 and verse 6 is he tells them, the Lord is saying, return back to him. He says, saith the Lord. Now watch verse 7. Verse 7 says, and also I have withholden the rain from you. I'm quite sure California would love some rain. It says, when there were yet three months to the harvest, 
And I caused it to rain upon one city and caused it not to rain upon another city. One piece was rained upon and the, and the piece whereupon it rained not, it withered. So here he said, listen, I have caused this. There are some places that, that's in need of certain things. God has, and now we get so much rain, I'm quite sure California will say, please pray and ask God to send some to us. Because it, God has, he has that type of power because his ultimate goal is for us to return back to him. Some people in the house could be just totally blessed and, and they're not affected by anything, especially with everything going on. And then there's some others in the same house still to the point where they're like, they're in want. They, they, they are in need. But, but the key is who is serving who? See, there are some people that's truly serving God and God is blessing them and, bless, and providing for them. But then there come the word they could care less about anything. And, and that's where it comes in where they, they have a desire to want what you have. And if you're not careful, they will be in your pocket. They will waste theirs and come for yours. I think we said that last week. They will waste theirs and come for yours. Amen. Anybody been there? See, you've got to learn to, to, to you want to serve God. I don't care how bad it gets. You, you, you've got to continue to stay in the house. Stay with the source. That, see, that's the problem with immaturity. Uh, uh, not wanting to wait on God. Because, see, when we don't wait on God, we become wasteful. I, mean, I bought a lot of stuff I did not need and then finally just struggling to pay for it. Hello. We're in the house. Amen. But, but, but God is saying, now, listen, I've done this. He says, I've caused things to wither. I, I, I've caused things to, to dry up. How, how many people are living in a drought right now? <laughs> they, they, they're in a drought. Amen. They are in a drought. Not only physically, but they're in a drought spiritually. And a spiritual drought is worse than a physical drought. I'd rather do without knowing that God's going to provide, but as long as I can hold on to God and, and keep the, the, the spirit word, word on the inside of me. Because, see, sometimes he'll let you fast and you won't even know you're hungry. See, God is that kind of God. But let me show you something else God traveled me to. And I'm like, wait a minute, God, why? Why are you taking me here? You, you told me, you showed me the, what happens in, in the waste and why things are dried up. And it's because we have left our God. Because the word of God says, blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. We have left God in every aspect. Our nation, the world, we have totally left God out of the picture. When we took prayer out of the schools, that was the beginning process. Because the next thing you know, everything started going downhill. Now we call wrong right and right wrong. The devil is a lie. The book is not, there's nothing great about the word of God. It's either black or it's white. And I'm not talking about race. It, that means, okay, God said it and that sells it. There's no, how can you, how can you fix up God's word and, and arrange it so it can suit our own condition? Our, our wants, our, no, no. We've got to return back to the Father. And that's when we're going to see things change. Now, let me show you something else in the book of Obadiah. Obadiah is right after the book of Amos. 
you flip over from, from Amos and you will see the book of Obadiah, chapter number one. Chapter number one. Hmm. How can we be so crazy to have access to everything that God has given us and want a portion? But look what he is saying to us in Obadiah chapter number one. And this is what's happening right now. And this gives you a reason why things are happening where they are happening. In verse number 10, chapter number one, are we there in the book of Obadiah? Okay. Now, verse number 10 says, for thy violence against thy what? Brother, Jacob, shame shall cover thee, and thou shall be cut off forever. When I looked, when I started looking at this, this few verses here, the, the thing God points out is the violence that's against thy brother. You're talking about uh, uh, Esau, and you're talking about Jacob. Okay? Now, they had violence against their brother. We've got violence against our brothers right now. Brothers, we've got violence going on. Okay? And God begins to do what he does because of this very thing when we're clashing up against one another. It's, it's, it's in the book. Now, it says in verse 11, it says, In the day, watch this, In the day that thou stoodest on the other side, in the day that the strangers carried away captive his forces or his resources and foreigners entered into his gates and cast lots upon Jerusalem, even thou was one of them. In other words, they, was, they sold a brother out. I mean, it's like I don't take sides. I, right is right. Wrong is wrong. Right is right, wrong is wrong. When you go up against your brother with violence, God has a problem. God has a problem, okay? This is what was happening. He was going up, he went up against his brother, and he said, well, we, he said they stood, they stood afar off, they stood on the other side, they stood back watching. How many people have been watching when our nation is completely tore up? How many people that could say something and don't say anything, but yet they stand on the other side and they're watching it, everything that's going on? The destruction, the violence, that is not God. And the one standing on the other side watching, God is going to deal with them. God's going to deal with them. I mean, and then this is what the Lord says now. This is what he says in verse number 12. He says, but thou should have not have looked on the day of thy brother and the day that he became a stranger, neither should thou have rejoiced over the children of Judah in the day of their destruction, neither should thou have spoken proudly in the day of distress. In other words, you should never look on your brother. That's what he's saying. He looked on their brother in that day, and as he became a stranger, some people feel like they're a stranger in their own nation. Or they may feel like they're a stranger in their own home. God said, no, that ought not be. Scripturally, God said, no, that ought not be. You, you should not look upon your brother. Your brother should never feel like they are a stranger in their own nation. How many people feel that way? Maybe, maybe some of us don't, but there are a whole lot of people out there that feels that way. 
It ought not to be. And God said, no, 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 this is your brother. This is your brother. The violence should not take place. It's just, I, I heard this word. I heard God say, he began to talk about blood. I mean, he says, I, I, I see the blood. And he's not talking about his blood. He was talking about when, when Cain and Abel had the feud and Cain killed his brother Abel. God said, I see that blood. He said, I see the blood. He said, that blood is crying up. And that's why you see what's going on. We're getting ready for another hurricane soon, next week. And if it may hit, it's going back supposedly to the same place, five times in the same place. That's unheard of. The blood of the, of the people of God are crying up. I mean, God says, I, I, I see that blood. He said, it's crying from the ground. Just like Cain when he killed Abel. He said, no. He said, that has not to be. And I'm like, God, help us. He said, start praying, Brenda. He said, we need to continue to pray. We need to pray until everything is over because there is hope because, see, the nation will return home. <clears throat> One way or another, the nation, our nation, as well as the body of Christ that's gone astray, they will return home. Amen? Because God's going to put us in that kind of place to make us return home. Return home. Now, it says now in verse number 13 in Obadiah chapter 1, it says, Thou should have not have entered into the gate of my people in the day of their calamity. Yea, thou should have not have looked on their affliction in the day of thy calamity, nor have laid hands on their substance in the day of their calamity. You see, whenever, uh, whenever a brother or sister is going through and, and, and you see their calamity, God said, don't, don't take from them. Don't, don't, don't rob from them. But he, said, he said, do not do that. He said, when they, when they are going through their afflictions, he said, you pray for them rather than come up against them. Because, see, God sees, he sees all this. And he said, this is all not to be so. He said, even you took their substance. You took what they had. This is not only a global word, but God is talking about internationally all these things have been taking place. They have taken things from the people of God, and, and it's happening, the, 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 the fight against the, 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 the brother and, and, and the sisters and nation against nation, all that. God said, uh-uh. He said, don't gloat. See, at one, ooh, Holy Spirit. At one time, when all the unrest was taking place at these foreign countries, America was standing back looking because supposedly we had peace. Supposedly. But there was a, a, a trembling and there was an unrest beneath, beneath the surface, beneath the ground. And all of a sudden, here comes this thing in our lives today. I, I keep remembering, and most of you all remember, Dr. Manley used to always say, it's going to come to a theater near you. As we watched for the unrest, we, we saw the killings and all that stuff. We saw the bloodshed. We saw the people against the government. It's the same thing that's happening now. He said, it's going to be in a theater near you. Right now, we're in the theater. <clears throat> right now, we're in the theater. But we've got to learn to return we got to learn to come home. We got to learn to come home. Now, let's go back to St. Luke. Let's finish this up. Let's go back to St. Luke chapter 15. St. Luke chapter 15. Because, so, see, we have to return home. Right now, America is the prodigal son. 
And we're all a part of that nation. It's a particle sun. It's time to return home. Time to return home. Now, St. Luke chapter 15, looking at verse 14, it says, And when he had spent all that he had, there arose a mighty famine in that land, and he began to be in want. Why? Why was after he spent all he had, there came a famine? It's because he had gave it to the system. See, he spent all he had to the, in the system. Hmm. System took everything. See, I used to say all the time, what does a hamburger have to do with a woman half naked in a commercial? I couldn't get that picture. I thought you were supposed to be selling a hamburger. But that's not what you're selling. That's not what was being advertised. That it was a, it was a sexual overtone in that in that picture. Yeah, it's causing you to it, it it was causing or it causes a an awakening of lust. See, you got to watch the devil. He he he's sly now. You 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 thinking? Oh wow, I like to have that. But are, are you really talking about the burger, or are you talking about the burger? Can y'all can y'all catch that? The, because see that lust. That, that lust is something. Lust is dangerous. It is very dangerous. And it will have you at a place where you ought not to be. So he had wasted everything that he had. Just as soon as we waste up, we're in a famine. We, at one point, was a very prosperous nation. Now, in actuality, we are in a famine. It's more than a pandemic when it comes down to the health. It's more than that. It, we are in a, number one, we are in a spiritual famine. Now, that's number one. That's the key. And number two, we're in a physical famine. All that's happening is all because we have sold out, we sold ourselves to the system. China, all the other countries, Russia, all the other countries. Everybody got a name. Japan, they, check out your clothes and see whose name is in the, in the label you'll know who you sold out to because that's what, what America did. It sold out everything, and we're in so such a debt. I don't want to go there. I don't want to go there. Now, let's stay with Scripture. He says this in verse 15, and he went. Watch what happens now. This is what happens when you allow the system to, to overpower you uh, uh, and you fall into the trap of the system. Verse 15 says, and he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country system and he sent him into his fields to feed swine the system will give you the lowest of the lowest Hmm. the system does not elevate you see once the system gets hold to you it allows you to do its bidding see send him into the field he sent him into the world to do what and to feed swines for a jew i mean that was just very demeaning have you ever had to work on a job and you hated it and it was very demeaning? Ah, that's the same thing. See, that's what the, the system does not provide anything that's good for us. I mean, it, it, it's not designed that way. And so now verse 16 says, watch this now, because sometimes you just get tired. Verse 16 says, and he would fain have filled his belly with the husk that the swines did eat and no man gave unto him. When you're in your lowest of your lowest, nobody's coming to your rescue. 
They're not coming to your rescue. It did not come to this man's rescue. After he had spent everything he had to the system, the system didn't show up to help him. But who shows up to help us when we, ooh, I almost said it. Ooh, Lord. Who, who shows up for us when we screw up? Can I say that word? Who shows up for us? God. When we mess up, God shows up for us. And he will bless us. We like we stand right here acting like we ain't never messed up. Come on, y'all. Come on, get real. You know, it's all over your face. You know, you know, you messed up. Come on. Everybody, if you got the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit knows you would have messed up. Come on now. Who you think we fooling? Uh-uh. No. He's he's a he's at a place where nobody gives him anything. See, God has to bring this nation as well as the people of God down, way down, humbled. So we can acknowledge who he is. Okay? We got to return home. Verse 17 in uh, St. Luke chapter 15 says, And when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my father's have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger? He finally comes to an understanding, this is not where I need to be. This is not where I want to be. But then he, he didn't focus on the fact that his other brother, supposedly the son, and we won't deal with the other brother, but he focused on the fact that the servants, that, that God had blessed them everything they needed now, but they were not sons, but they, they were being blessed. And the Bible says, and he came to him. I wonder how long do you stay in the pig slot before you come to yourself? No, the, the scripture didn't say how long he stayed there. But it does say that he finally came to himself. When will we as a nation come to ourselves and announce the fact that we need to return home to God? We need to return home to God. Now, looking at verse 18 in St. Luke chapter 15, it says, then he says this. He says, and I will arise and go to my father and will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee. He comes to a place of understanding. He needs to go back and repent. He needs to go back and talk to the source. He needs to talk to the father. And this is interesting right here, verse 19. It says, and I am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. He was willing to relinquish his sonship to become a slave. Now, not only did his, 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 he, he loses the substance and the resources he had, but his understanding of who he is or who he was, he was willing to, to relinquish just to get back in the house. He was willing just to become a slave when he was a son. He was willing to give up his sonship. No, you never, ever, I don't care how you much you might mess up, never, ever give up your sonship. He was willing to be, take a demotion to get back in the house. He was willing to t- t- take, a, take a demotion. So, okay, 
Uh, he wanted to become a slave. I don't want to become a slave. Why? Because a slave does not know what the master's doing. But remember now, it's, it's, it's wonderful to become a, to be a son. I mean, because there is an inheritance that comes to the son. And, and we need to make sure we do not relinquish our sonship to the system. Because that's what the system wants. That's what the devil wants. He wants you to relinquish your sonship. Because he says, I'm not even worthy. None of us are worthy. He said, I'm not even worthy uh, to behold a son. You know. And then verse 20 says, I love this. And he arose and he came to his father. He comes back to the source. But when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion. He ran, he fell on his neck, and he kissed him. You see, you see how God does when we find ourselves back home. When we return home, when we return home, he has compassion. He has compassion on us. When, we, when, we, when we've gotten straight away, God has compassion when we return home. God will have compassion on America when we return home to him. He's going to give, he'll have compassion because he, he goes on and say, he said, he kisses him. Mm, 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 mm. He, 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 he runs, and he fell on his neck. And in other words, he embraces him on the return. When we come back to the Father, God will embrace us. And it's like everything that we may have done, God said, uh-uh, I throw it away. It's all new. It's all fresh. But watch, 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 watch this. Watch verse 21. This is something that, that the body don't normally do. And the son said unto him, Father... I have sinned against heaven and in whose sight? In thy sight, in God's sight. He acknowledged that he had sinned. He acknowledged that God had seen him. He didn't go to man to make his acknowledgement. He went to God. He, he, he goes to God. And then he tells him, I'm no more worthy to be called thy son. But watch what the father does. He says, but the father said to his servants, bring forth the best robe. Put it on him. Put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet. But the father said, he said, come in. I'm going to reclothe you. I'm going to give you the best. He said, the best robe. He's going to put on the best robe. And then he talks about that robe represents royalty. It represents royalty, the robe. He said, now I'm, I'm going to cover you back with your royalty. Then he says, now, put a ring on his finger. In other words, God said, listen, I'm going to give you your authority back. See, with that authority, you have access to all the wealth that's in the family. Everything that you left, now, when you return to the Father, you will have access to it all. You won't have that little portion. He says, now I'm giving you access i'm giving you authority right now as a nation we don't have no access we don't have no authority to nothing except shame that's that's what's going on but here he's saying now he says i am going i want you to bring him put a ring on his finger he's let him know he's back into authority i have given him access to everything that belongs to the father have we ever thought we got that, that kind of access to everything god has we have access to it. He said, I, I, I'm going to do that. Then he said, put, put some shoes on his feet. 
And this what he says about, he says this about his son. And then verse, the verse 23 and 24 is the last verse. It says, and bring hither the fattest calf and kill it and let us eat and be merry. That's going to be a time of celebration when we return home. <laughs> there is going to be a time of celebration. We might be going through right now as a nation. As a whole, but there's going to come a time of celebration. That's our hope. There's going to come a time of celebration. God is going to bless his people in abundance when we return home. And verse 24 says, For this my son, who was a builder, was dead, mm, past him, and is alive again. He was lost and is found, and they began to be married. God is saying, listen, America is like you have no life. He said, but when you come to your senses and recognize the fact that I am God and I am the source that you need, that you need to return back to me, he said, that's going to be a celebration. There is going to be an awesome celebration because, see, you were once dead, but now you're alive. See, right now, everybody's looking upon us as we're nothing. I hear the word degenerate. We're nothing. You know, we're the lowest. But God said, I, what I'm going to do when you return back to me, he said, there is going to be a celebration. And everybody's going to see it. And they're going to wonder why America's being blessed the way it, the way it is. And it's going to be because of our returning home to the Lord. we got to return back home to God. That's why God says in that word, if my people, I always say it's God's people that, that has the answer to the world's condition and the world's problem. If my people that are called by my name, it didn't say nothing about the world because the world is not called by the name of God. It's God's people. He told him, he said, now, if you turn from your wicked ways, that means God's people have been as wicked. Hello, God's people are wicked. God is saying it specifically. If you turn from your wicked ways, if you will humble yourself. See, we're too high-minded. That's how we end up in the state we ended up in. Because we got too high-minded. We're, we're elevating ourselves. We're, it's like it's all about us. Nothing about God. It's all about man. No. He said, you got to humble yourself. And see, God says, the way I'm going to humble you, I'm going to take you through the famine. I'm going to take you through everything that's going to bring us lower to the fact that we have to look up and acknowledge that God is God. He said, if you humble yourself, seek his face, pray, and turn from your wicked ways. God said, the promise is, he says, I'm going to heal the land. So the whole click of the matter is, it's in, in the hands of the believer. The, 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 the answer, the, the, the well-being, the welfare of America, our nation, it is in, hand, in the hands of the body of Christ. The healing of the land is in the hands of you all. The body of Christ returning home. America will return home. The nation will return. It may not look like it, but we have to go through what we have to go through. Because everybody's not there acknowledging that we need God. God, what the scripture says, blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. We got to get back to God. We got to return home. Right now, America is prodigal. 
thinking we are prodigal. And we need to return back to the Father. Let's give God a hand clap of praise for his word. Amen. 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 We're thankful and we're grateful for God's word. We just need to return home.